0: But wait a minute, at ACC hospitality—they're not serving tequila, no. Because typically the nights where you've been getting after it, and we end up at a Waffle House or a cookout—it's been from like ACC hospitality. Yeah, but you got to remember <sighs> hospitality. was the time you did the Natter Days with the oh, extra side. F- no, that was of uh, Tito's. Tito's. That was before the world shut down.
1: Yeah, that was good. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't think Brown Brownlow's talking to me still for that one. That's <laughs> right. Because I'm like, this is delicious, and she's like, the headache. Yeah, the headache wasn't was worth it. The headache was not worth it. Well, the I, I I I learned my lesson again at ACC this past year at ACC tournament time because we ended up at that brewery, the steel hands right. <sighs> We were in New York, right? Because this was the one where we actually. No, this, this is the one where no. Kevin Best got us the, the tab and he's no, like, no, no, he's no, like, no, You have to drink. No, no, no. No. Or is that no. two years ago? That was two years ago in Brooklyn. <laughs> last year, last year, we were at <laughs> oh, Steel Hands in Greensboro street. across the street. Yep. And I made the mistake. I have, when, if I'm drinking beer at this age, I have to pick one style of beer. It typically has to be the beer flavored beer. The minute I get away from a beer-flavored beer flavored beer, and I just get, if I get like an IPA or something like that, it's game over. I will have, my stomach will be upset. Sleepy. No, no, not sleepy. No. Oh. Like, I, my stomach will be upset. I'm on the struggle bus after that, especially with those IPAs. Now, what you're talking about was Brooklyn. I forgot the name <laughs> of the bar. It was like a Wake Forest bar. Yeah. For the night, and Kevin was like, "Can't leave. Well, cause nobody, because so nobody because because nobody showed up. It was in Brooklyn. It was too expensive. You're it was like, like busting the, into the. It was like the Brett well, Buffalo Trace and all the other stuff. Like the Brett Friedlander. You know, the <laughs> like Brett will show up because that dude will find you know trains, planes, and automobiles to get somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, Luke figured out. It was Luke who figured out that the whole bar was on the ACC. Yeah." And we asked Kevin, who runs the thing, okay, so if that Buffalo Trace, we good with that? That Four Roses single barrel, we good with that? They're like, yeah, anything at the bar. And we have to hit a minimum. Right. they were only like five people. Right. <laughs> so, so you were there when we were doing the shots of bourbon? I had like two beers and I went to bed and that's when you guys like told me the next night, like you missed oh out. yeah, We got to close that place down because, you know, and then we went the next night, you know, what was missing from the top shelf, all of their bourbon, all of their expensive <laughs> bourbon, all of their expensive bourbon. Gosh, that was a good night. This is why the ACs can't afford crap. Cause we cleaned them out. Yeah. That's why FSU wants out it's the uh, 30 for 30. Anyway, you ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's
2: do this. Oh, yeah. oh gee.
1: Oh, gee.
0: Gee. let's podcast alongside joe gilio i'm joe obvious inside the eford studios downtown raleigh thanks to empire properties and thanks to copiers plus check them out online at copiers plus.com We're getting dangerously close to the end of the year. Uh, We have today's show. We have tomorrow's live show at the Raleigh Times. And then we've got a two-part year-in review that we will release, part one, on Christmas morning. Love it. When you wake up Christmas morning, it will be there waiting for you. Put it on the TV. Maybe we'll send you some stickers if you show proof that you're opening up gifts, enjoying some eggnog. Instead of a Yule log, you've got us talking about number eight through four in part one of our year of review. Love it. And then on Wednesday next week, we'll give you part one with numbers four through one. But again, big thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out. If you're doing some end-of-year review stuff yourself, you want to save some money in 2024, Copiers Plus can help you with that. Hit them up, copiers-plus.com. So I am under the assumption that the way the Canes took the Vegas Golden Knights to the woodshed that it's like when you play the video game and you zap them, you get all their loot, right? It's like Fortnite. All right, we got you when we just destroyed you. And then the Stanley Cup just kind of pops out onto the map. You pick it up and you run with it, right? That's what I, it, that's how it worked last night? I don't think so. <sighs> I don't think that's how it works. It's too bad. That's too bad. I mean, they look good for, you know, all but the final two minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's garbage time goals for Kochekov. Is it, is Come on. Is it Kachikov or Kochekov? Think we're getting minute. into the good one is Kachetkov. <laughs> Can you hit him? And, a- and his uh, evil twin is Kachikov. Can is Mark Gottfried still talking to us after that yeah. interview? Okay, yeah. we didn't like tick him off or anything like that. No, no, no. Uh, he's he look, you know what? Why would I think we'd ticked him off? You look, you saw his location yeah. from the interview. The got man is the, that Cali smooth, yeah, man. Down. He's living that life. If you missed that interview from a few weeks ago, highly recommend that you go check it out. It's on our podcast, on our YouTube page. So Mark Godfrey, for context purposes, Mark Godfrey, when he first got here at NC State, he had inherited C.J. Leslie. Never forget that recruiting day when it was like C.J. Leslie and Ryan Harrow. And who else was it? Who was the third? Uh, so Lorenzo Godfrey, Brown. And Lorenzo Brown. There was a guy, longtime listener, who I still occasionally keep up with. The guy's name is Chris. He had a truck. He had C.J. Leslie sign his truck. I think it's fading at this point. <laughs> so anyway, Godfrey played mental games with CJ Leslie when he was happy with CJ Leslie he was CJ no he was Calvin oh have I have it reversed yeah have it reversed okay so he was happy with with him he was Calvin yep but when he was not happy with him he was CJ yes so are we doing this with Coach Chekhov now I'm just saying we, we saw both of them Last night. So when he's good, when he's locked in, which he has been for the most part over the last yeah, four yeah. games, I think he's what three zero and one. Yeah, man, it was in the last four it games. It was six one. Yeah, I mean, come like, on. Yeah. So he's he's Kochetkov. What when he's what locked I think in. is what everyone called. Most people call him Kochetkov. But when he's not locked in, you're going the Waddell. I'm going Don Waddell. Kachetkov. Kachetkov. <laughs> I, I think last night. I will. Uh, let's. I'll just put it like this: when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes and what we've seen since they've come back from a brutal road trip. Maybe it is as simple as goaltending. I've, I've been trying to find deeper meaning in the Carolina Hurricanes, which usually goes against my, my usual way of looking at things. And you and Luke DeCock have been screaming, guys, you, Ovias, it's goaltending. It's as simple as that. When you can't trust the goalie, then it affects everything from the goal mouth out. I'm like, yeah, but I, this defense should be better regardless. Offense, these guys have to finish. It's not lost on me over the last four starts for this guy. He's been better. And look at that. Everything around the him has been funny. better. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's an oversimplification, it but is. the power play also came alive last night and three for three last Andrei night. Andre Svetchnikov played, you know, and Michael Bunning was a contributor. You know, you look at those three things and obviously the, the two of them are related to the power play. You know, Bunning was brought in to be the guy Mm-hmm. From the Maple Leafs, and now of course you're playing with an unbelievable cast around you, and he had turned into the Michael Bunning from the Coyotes, where you're like, uh, okay, cool, we don't really need another like third or fourth line guy who just takes up space. You need a difference maker, mm-hmm. and you know maybe maybe the system, as we talk a lot about the way that the Canes play and and the efforts that that's required to play, maybe he's starting to figure some of those things out because he has been playing better of late. And then obviously with Sveshnikov coming off the knee injury, now he got. I mean, he got like the injury that his most recent injury was like, you know, he got chicken winged and yeah. and jabbed and all these other things. And it was like just a, a dirty type play. And they need him. Just, just oh, as it's, simple it, as that. They just is, don't, yes. they don't have, they can't afford, as we saw in the playoffs last year, you know. The thing about last year was it was supposed to be Svetch and Pacioretty being difference makers from the previous playoff run. Of course, we didn't get that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you don't have either of them. You know, and so it's like I don't think that. Like I think last night, if you're looking for some something tangible, the the Canes have played their best against teams as of late that aren't good and cool. Right. You, do, you, you do have to go out there and, and hammer a team that isn't good, so you do get credit for that. I'm not trying to diminish. I mean, we're talking about the defending Stanley Cup champs, who are the the best team in the NHL right now. And yeah, I think I mean, we kind of they don't they don't get taken away. So. We kind of joked. We kind of joked about like, oh well, I guess tonight we'll see what the Canes are really about, and they actually yeah. answered every bell. No, it's it's not just one of eighty two. No, you know, it's one of those times where you play somebody. Okay, let's see where let's see where you're at. Let's mm-hmm. see who you are. And I thought it was important the way that they played and won the game. And yeah, the last two minutes. Kachikov would like back. They would like to have Kachekov for the whole time. But Now, I say that to set up my next point. Just because they looked great last night, just because it looks like things have kind of been going in the right direction over the last few games coming off that road trip, that doesn't mean you sit idle. And I still think that they need to go out and get another finisher, somebody who can elevate them offensively. Great for bunting last night, but they still need somebody to elevate them offensively. Yeah. Before we hit record, you had said, Oh man, wouldn't it be funny if they brought back Lindholm? That's been the fever dream for Kane's Twitter for a while now of bringing Lindholm home. That would be funny if it did happen. Right. Though. Cause I guess Calgary is just a mess with all yeah. their contracts and they fired their coach and all the other stuff. And they're just, there's going to be a Calgary fire sale. I, I get it. Um, I suspect Colorado might be Maybe. <laughs> in the line. We'll might see be the case. We'll see what ends up happening there, but no, I, I just look. You said the road trip, the Nashville game was problematic too because they played so well against Nashville, and then it just went. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like that's a game you had in control. That's a game they almost like. I'm sure under their odds, mm-hmm. <laughs> they win that thing 99.9 percent of the time, four two five three, and they end up losing, you know, six five and OT. It was like, Arr. so those are the kind of moments that you're looking at. You're and it's all a build, right? I think one thing listening to trip a little bit last night, I don't think there's like this huge difference, even last year, statistically where the where Boston and, and the Canes were you like, I think the bottom is, is being raised. Mm-hmm. And I think the top is kind of coming here and you're getting kind of this. There's a compression as trip had said, it mm-hmm. was, if you're not focused on that particular night, you're going to lose. You could say that a lot of these games in the Metro have a lot of playoff-like atmosphere. Just just almost. Almost. (laughs) Shouts to Alec. (laughs) Big shout. Somewhere Alec Campbell is shaking his fist. He's the oldest 30-something I've ever known. Don't say that. Uh, We want you to participate in our Tecmo Super Bowl tournament. It's going to be February 4th snugly in between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. So we're going to do our own Super Bowl, the Tecmo Super Bowl. We need participants. We've got 32 slots. Email us, Digital at gmail.com. Say you want to participate. Cash prizes. There is an entry fee. 25 bucks, catch you in the door, and then we will be giving out cash prizes. We'll also have some food and some other stuff, of course. We're going to take care of you. If you've been to Pizza Night, if you've been to our mm-hmm. OG tailgate, you know we'll always have something for you. Uh, but this was really a chance to, to test your skill. See who's the best. <laughs> also, big thanks to Roy Cooper, Governor of North Carolina. We're going to bring you that conversation here in a second. Julio uh, went and got a custom C to make him the official captain of Team OG. And he was really happy about that hoodie. You, did you see the joy on his face? I did. I yeah. feel like the tripartisan flag was like created specifically for him, despite all of his protests. Yes. And despite that, he really is a double tar heel. It's fine. You know. Anna, Anna knocked it out of the park from SoundOff on that design. He loved it. A lot of people love that design. You can get yours today, breakingtea.com slash OG. Quick note, because I did have a listener ask, Is there are there promo codes for Breaking Tea? The quick answer is no. There are no promo codes for the Breaking Tea OG stuff. The reason why is that we get a direct compensation from every sale of one of those shirts. So Jamie and the crew over at Breaking Tea do a good job. In our arrangement with them is look, you guys handle all the storefront and the making of the shirts because we don't know what we're doing with that but we get a cut so yes they are full price i know some people can look kind of like ooh, that's kind of expensive but it, a, a lot of t-shirts are expensive a lot of custom t-shirts are expensive number one number two more importantly for us we get a cut of the sale so just wanted to be completely transparent on that head on over to breakingtcom slash og speaking of our mode tournament it's going to be brought to you by Whitaker and Hamer. We're going to do it over at Shady's in a beautiful, historic downtown Garner. And if you have, and we need him to like write up a contract and a release too, by the way. Yeah, there could be some fights. Could be. Because people if are going to get very particular about this stuff. If something glitches in yes. our Nintendo. Yeah. Can't have that happening. So head on over to wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Uh, Maybe you buy a house. You can take it to closing with Whitaker and Hamer. And hopefully you've purchased a house thanks to our friends at Hometown Realty. Check them out online at myhtr.com. You might be looking to expand your home in 2024. New construction, super, super hot as we get outside the the listening area and Hometown Realty can help. You have to have an in for that new construction. This isn't just let me dial a number on the side of the road here, people. Uh, Go to myhtr.com. You can buy, sell, calculate. And when you have a house, you have a car, you need insurance for such things. Oh, man. Matt Davis, State Farm. Hit him up, 919-779-8277, or go to the website, insuregarner.com or theoginsurance.com. Yeah. uh, Got a nice Christmas miracle text from Matt yesterday. Oh? Said there were two people (laughs) listening to the show. Let's go. Needed a policy. Love it. Gave him a call. And I said, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Costanza. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, he's
3: been kind enough, to, kind enough to invite us back to the Governor's Mansion. Roy Cooper, Governor of North Carolina. Thanks for having us back. Joe and Joe, it's always so much fun to talk with you guys. And thank you for my great Christmas gift. I'm very excited about it. We feel like we had to make up for it the last time we were here in March when Jillio trolled you
0: just a little bit. With just a, state, a little bit? With a state pennant and a Duke
3: shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we made it through it okay, and we're all still good. So I'm glad you're here, and uh, I hope you guys are having a great holiday.
0: So when the office reached out to me, I told, I asked, I'm like, well, is the, does the governor actually want to talk about anything specifically? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I realized I, I actually know what this is about. I told Gillio. The Canes aren't running so hot right now on this road trip. I think he needs to get some, some Canes
3: therapy out of his I think system. that's right. And this is a safe space. And yeah. you're rocking the jersey today. That was I'm rocking to the jersey. The, yes, the indeed. Team. And I have my whole theory about the, the poor road trip and the the two overtime losses and you know tonight we play the stanley cup champs Mm -hmm. uh, as we we talked i don't know when you're going to air this but look we've cruised through the regular season before and when you cruise through a regular season we've seen it with the bruins we've seen it with other teams you don't you don't run into the adversity that comes with the playoffs and the, somebody really trying to punch you in the mouth. And so I, I ha, I've taken solace in the fact that I'm okay with this adversity as long as we don't play ourselves out of the playoffs, and You know, which is we're, we're right in the wild card mix right now. We've got more games in hand than some of the teams behind us, so I'm a little worried about that. But I, I believe in this team. I believe in the coach. Uh, I think that just – Obviously, goaltending has been problematic, Mm -hmm. and we've got a couple of new players in in Bunning and Orlov and and others who are trying to mesh, uh, had some injuries, but been relatively healthy. But I I just feel good about this team, and I think this adversity will be helpful to us when we get to the playoffs. So I'm still bullish. I'm still going to – I think it was you guys. It might have been Adam. Sorry. But but the first bet – When we do sports betting, I am going to make a bet on the Canes to win the Stanley Cup. That was with us. That was was your suggestion. and I'm excited about that and look forward to that. And maybe get a little better odds right now that we're doing so well. (laughs) Better odds in meaning I get more money when we hit. So (laughs) That's what what I mean. (laughs) It's all a smokescreen. This is all an elaborate
0: ploy that you've set up. It could with be. Dundon, that's it why he be. gets the, the, the gambling license and all those you
3: other You can games. think what you want, Joe. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm okay with that. <laughs> how, how do you watch these games? How do I watch Yeah, like, them? are you, like, gripping it super tight? or Because you, you are so, half glass so, half full right now. So most do of the like, time... you, like,
3: throw things? Do you swear? Well, how I watch it, a lot of times I'm doing things when the actual game is being played. So I'm recording... Games And I'll have to admit that sometimes I have to watch the 11 to 12 minute truncated top, top plays and things. But yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty uh, active hockey fan, even when I'm watching a game by myself, because my wife will hear me yell at at the other end, you know, a goal, a great save, a tough hit. Those kinds of things I like. So I, rea- I react to. Our dog will bark. You know, we, we know we've done something well. So a True story. We ran into you at a Ben Folds concert once. That That's right.
0: And, yeah. you know, I introduced Kelly to you. Yes. And then I made an offhanded remark. I said, eh, good thing you're not watching the Canes tonight. Because they were getting smoked that night in the regular season. Oh, but that was the wrong thing to say to me. And your wife got upset at me. She said, like, yeah. don't. Like, he doesn't want to know. He doesn't want it spoiled. Like, this is a real thing. People, it's funny. You're a politician, so people think, well, there's got to be some sort of angle here, right? There is no angle when it comes to the Canes. You
3: care. Oh, I care deeply. Uh, Fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon sitting with the in-laws, eating lobster. He, he's recording the Red Sox games, and he's got the lobster, la, 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 when somebody's talking about the game. I am like that. I do not want to know the score. My wife sent me a cartoon of the surgeon coming out of the operating room says, I have some news for you. If it's the score, don't tell me. That's, that's the kind of guy that I, that I am. How did, so. how did that happen? How did your hockey fandom become a thing? first game I went to was when the Hurricanes came to Raleigh. I did not go to any of the games when they were in Greensboro, but when I went to a Hurricanes game, I fell in love with the game immediately. Became a season ticket holder, uh, went to a lot of games, was there even during the extremely lean times. Um, Game 7 in 2006, the probably top one or two uh, sporting events I've ever been to in my life when we when we beat Edmonton and gained seven uh, I, I just just love the sport I've, I've said it many times but the the grace and skill and stamina and determination and toughness are all balled up into one I think these athletes are just extraordinary and particularly the pain tolerance and and all of that that they they deal with it's is just truly amazing to me. Lo- I went, love the sport.
0: Yeah, we both went to the uh, Governor's Cup. That's right. Game. I was extremely disappointed in you. <laughs> I, I need Roy Cooper heel turn. You were there. NC State is playing North Carolina. Yeah. Just come out in the Tez Walker jersey. Like, what were you doing? Like, what? We, you had like this, you know, members only governor thing on. You, you, you don't. Show your colors, man. You, you already did. You, you already
3: have shown them. You don't need to be controversial unless you have to, okay? <laughs> I mean, why? That'd be gratuitous to do something like that. That would be like you. That's great. And I, and I, I just don't want to do that. And in fact, hey, you know, this transfer portal thing, everybody's benefiting now from what we started and you know I've been in touch with NC State people about helping in some of the things that they have going on so this, that's, this,
0: that's, was, that's this, what state fans want where were you before I, yeah, that's you, what you they chose violence no. man well, you're the one who chose violence not me <laughs>
3: <laughs> you mean violence by writing a letter to Charlie yes. Baker? Is but, that is that but, violence but, is yes. that what you're talking but about? Fortes Walker.
0: That, that, yeah, I think that's yeah, the did. reason why yeah. people it's will just, view it
3: that way. It just just happened to be a, a a really horrible case that they had no business denying the transfer and particularly no business taking as long as they did, and I think that that has led to what has happened with the lawsuit and the opening of the transfer portal, which helps everybody. Look, NCAA is in a horrible position with conference realignment, with NIL, with uh, transfer portal, trying to keep the institutions together, seeing an ever-growing separation between the big football schools and, and the rest of the universities and trying to deal with all that is almost an impossible situation But uh, and, and it, it concerns me about college sports but I know how important it is because the people who give lots of money and care for our universities most of them are also sports fans and they tie those things together and so if they're happy sports fans they give more to the school of arts and sciences and they they endow professorships and all that kind of stuff so whether we like it or not sports is an integral part of higher education and ncaa has just got to find its footing and find a way to to put some regulations in place that people would actually abide by and that could actually be enforced in this latest proposal on NIL, at least it's an attempt to try to, to, to get the universities involved and get the players help and all of that. But it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult situation.
0: Have you had conversations with Charlie Baker beyond the Tes Walker for what no. he
3: has wanted to propose, creating a, a super league, essentially? No, I have not. Okay. And, and I, you know, it's they're reacting to all of the forces that are coming down at this point, whether it's political, federal legislation, lawsuits, unrest amongst the university presidents. Got to be dealing with all of that. So you got to find a way forward. You've got to get input from everybody. And at least try to, to to gain some ground here. It's just unfortunate that football seems to be driving the whole money train here, yeah. and that that hurts everything else. And particularly a state like North Carolina that has that we believe basketball is where it's at, and uh, so and that's probably going to continue. I think under different circumstances, and it's probably going to happen after you're out of office. But I think under
0: different circumstances, you would try to keep. Our public schools together
3: UNC I, I would NC prefer state. that yes yeah. I, I I think that that is better for our state for our universities uh, and we we just don't need to be chasing the almighty dollar at the cost of everything else I mean it's, it's important for us to be competitive obviously and we're seeing that with with NIL and transfers and you know but when you really think about it it's finally the athletes getting some of what they deserve i mean the the coaches the universities all of the advertisers the tv deals everybody else has made the money except for the except for the players and they they've gotten good educations with their scholarships but you know a lot of them deserved a lot more than that and I think we're seeing uh, that play out in judges looking at this as antitrust violations and that they deserve a piece of the pie. The issue is how do you do that and try to remain uh, at, at least have as much, much of a level playing field as you possibly can. But we're getting too, too way down in the weeds on this, I think.
0: After but, the difference of opinion on adding Stanford-Cal and SMU, can you see yeah. a future now where NC State and UNC are in different
3: leagues? I'd, I would not want to see that. Right. Is there anything you can that. do about
0: that, though? Well, If, if you're a governor when this was happening, yeah. is there anything you can actually do about
3: that? Well, I, I think that certainly political leadership can come together in a state to put a lot of pressure on university okay. leaders. So if that were that kind of issue were to present itself. But, I, you know, I think the thing now is just let's do the best we can with the, the new conference mm-hmm. that we have and. Um, teams will enjoy their West coast swings and well, you know, when you think about it, Hey, the, the, the field hockey teams, the soccer teams, the baseball teams, you go and you stay on the West coast a while. And some of the kids probably have never been out there and, you know, it can be, can be a positive thing for, for them.
0: That's a, that's a good spin. That's good. Jillian and I are you. not on record no. as being
3: fans. I, I know this. what you guys are, and <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I've i heard your positions on yeah. this, but I'm. You Jim know, Phillips it, is not too happy with this. It is. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. So uh, you got to go with it.
0: I mean, you got to be proactive, and that's how you end up being reactive and ending up yeah, with that's right. uh,
3: play with, you know, with but, schools but, that right. might not fit. It, it's a it's a big move for little financial reward when you get right down to it. Speaking of
0: being proactive on things, you know, we, we, I feel like we've been talking to you about uh, getting the sports wagering stuff off the ground for, for a while now. Um, My understanding is just because the new year's coming around and the college football playoff is starting, we can't make a bet yet. I mean, not yet.
3: When can we? So, well, well, first they, they passed this legislation and then the general came back general assembly came back and made some adjustments to it. Which the lottery commission says has caused them to go back and have to redo some things. This rulemaking has to work. You got to make sure that it is uh, working right. The goal is to get it out there before March Madness. No guarantee that that's the case, but I think that is the goal. They're they're working on getting the rules and and getting everybody licensed up. And getting started. So looking forward to that. I think it'll be positive for the state, our economy, jobs, and people are already doing it anyway. We might as well have the North Carolina taxpayers um, get some benefit from this. I hear what you're saying, but like DraftKings and
0: FanDuel, I have these accounts. I have to drive once a week to Virginia to place my bets legally. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, Well, we're working on it. We're all in the United States of America. Why can't they just turn the geo fence on and let me place my bets. It's already been approved in the state of North Carolina.
3: But look, I'm not, don't disagree with you as a fan and somebody who would want to place a bet, but you got to make sure that the rules are right and that everybody's complying with the law and that the state's getting its right amount of revenue. And it's pretty complicated to make sure that you follow all of the law that the General Assembly has put in place. And so they're working on it best they can. I had them all in the room over there the other day, pushing them, saying we've got to get this done as but quickly like as we can. I like a lawyer.
0: Answer. That's the difference <laughs> between you and me, among other things. <laughs> well, you just want to make bets. You're sick and tired of driving out to Virginia. Let's or, be real. Yeah, but I also or, like or I hitting don't... me up while I'm in Detroit on a yeah. Junior Canes trip and giving me all this information about who I should bet. You know, bet on the, the OG gambling syndicate. I yeah. can
3: see you now with a with a betting show where people pay to listen to you about what the over under is going to be and you're yelling and and I I, I can, I can see, I can see that now. (laughs) There could be a future for you. I like it. Let's get Dundon on the, on the phone on that one. We'll be over at the uh, back. I'm ready for some MLB in Raleigh. Are you, you are?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: It's
3: that was
0: on my agenda of things to talk about. And it, it does relate to Tom Dundon. I think we got you for five more minutes. So let's, let's work backwards and then go forwards. Okay. I, you know, I've made the argument that this year, 2023 was the most impactful season of the Carolina Hurricanes since they won the Stanley Cup on a variety of levels. The stadium series game and pushing through what's going to happen to PNC Arena and that entire development, which
3: apparently has already gotten too expensive and they've taken something off the books. But that's another story. Well, that's the stadium, Runo, But... Yeah, it's still going to be spectacular. And and it needs to happen. It needs to happen.
0: But this speaks to Dundon and how he wants to help transform the area. So from your, I mean, look, you're an OG. That's why we got you the hoodie. There's a push and pull from what, this area was and what people still want it to be versus what somebody from the outside like Dundon wants to push forward and change the area for sports. So how do you feel about what's happened with the Centennial Authority and his bigger plans to maybe want to bring Major League Baseball here?
3: So I I think development in that area has been needed. I think a lot of people have Express concern about being able to go to the PNC Center, and then what do I do when I'm there? Yeah, there's nothing. You know, the, the the development around it, I think, will be extremely positive for our economy. It will help NC State in what they're doing. It'll be positive for the State Fair and all the things going on out there. So, I think that's very positive. And if we can get this major league team uh, to Raleigh, I think there can be a place in that area Mm -hmm. that it could work there. I know that Tom wants to have it in that area. He does. You know, there's places uh, in South Raleigh and others that that people have looked at. But I think it's a doable thing. I think that once everything gets squared away in Florida with Tampa and all of that, Mm -hmm. and they know where they're going, then they're going to expand. And I think that we'll be in the mix. I think that Nashville will We'll make a, probably a strong bid for for this. Um,
0: what do we but, need to actually make it happen? Because I've argued more, not argued against it, but just there's a lot
3: of things that need to take place in the city of Raleigh to make a Major League Baseball team work infrastructure-wise. Well, well, first you need uh, owners with a lot of money who are willing to put the money down to establish the team mm-hmm. and put a significant amount in, in building – a stadium and all of the amenities that you need i think probably state and local government understanding the economic uh windfall that could come from a major league team would be willing to help in some way but you've got to have the the big bucks behind it i think with the development that's happening in that area that a major league team would fit in nicely because there's already infrastructure improvements in that area i think the demographics here with with the hurricanes uh, being the protein, we don't we don't have in the. Triangle area, the competition mm-hmm. of professional football, professional basketball, like they have in Charlotte. Charlotte obviously has been mentioned. I don't know if they are at the saturation point for pro sports with Charlotte FC and everything they've got going on down there. They they potentially could be in the mix. But I just think I just first. think I think the triangle is just the right kind of place to bring Major League Baseball in. That's that's our whole, that's North Carolina's whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that I think would be really exciting for us to, to try and bring here. It, you know, we could, we might not be able to to pull it off, but I think you're going to see a lot of people coming together to try to make it happen.
0: I'm sure you feel better about Tar Hill basketball, but I would like your thoughts on Tar Hill football, the way that that season ended. Uh, it was, so it was I, odd I, so seeing them in Raleigh. That was weird. Like yeah. it's almost like no one told
3: them there was a game. Did they play? I think I think there was a game, but really? they just didn't we, show up. We were like, physically there. We saw it. We saw I, it happen. No, I remember that someone told me the Tar Heels uh, they lost on the Wolfpack's home ice. I, 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 heard, I heard I heard about that. happening. the tariff. It was that was the problem. Uh, no, that that was a real uh, butt kicking. That was um, that was pretty bad. And you know, NC State deserved uh to win that game I mean they just outplayed uh the Tar Heels on both sides of the ball the special teams everything else so uh for, first let me please let me say that I'm excited about Tar Heel basketball I was going to ask uh, you what you yeah, think so you know, far I, I they think they need
0: some they need some signature more signature they, wins they, they do but you know they're the playing ones.
3: they're playing a tough schedule which yeah. is which is a good thing early and I think they're learning where they're problems are turnovers and you know protecting protecting the offensive glass and you know i think that coach davis is going a little deeper into his bench and 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 sticking with that plan and i think i think that's a that's a good thing for for the tar heels as for football you know we'll get to see a a preview of what next season is going to look like you know when you don't have may and uh, tez walker and Corey gainer and cedric gray and all these guys who Mm -hmm. were who are moving on, you get to see some of the next generation. So it'll be interesting. We'll see to see how it goes.
0: We will see you in March. We'll fill out a bracket. Looking forward to it. Curious what kind of reverse jinxes you might have in store for this year. So we'll see.
3: Well, it's always fun to be with you guys and really grateful for the, the opportunity this is my next life as you know
0: oh so, i was joking with your staff so, that i we have to get some, we have a live thursday show that we're working on so cool and, so and you, you're going to need somebody well, yeah, maybe we, hey drop on by we're downtown but i'm worried about when when you're out of office you're going to start your sports podcast and you're just going to take
3: our numbers i'm worried about i could this. i okay. could do that all right so. <laughs> thank you governor thanks guys
0: if you're watching on youtube that transition there is the picture of jillio handing governor roy cooper a duke t-shirt and an nc state flag ahead of the of the ac the ncaa tournament going full homer simpson well yeah i mean the tar heels weren't there so that's right got had to root for the other teams yeah That's what he says, right? I think that Duke shirt ended up with somebody like a part of the chief of staff or something like that. Uh, Speaking of shirts, you can get yours at Home Field Apparel. They got great Carolina stuff. They got great state stuff. An incredible big four tournament champ shirt from Wake Forest. Bomber jackets, you name it. They got it. It is close to Christmas. You might be thinking about treating yourself. Maybe you got cash for Christmas. Hey, use it on homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 to get your great stuff today. We talk a lot about the unbundling. The bundling is back, baby. And that's what's going on at Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. You can bundle and save on your services. So make it happen, Joe. Yeah, you want to save money? Go to BugsBite.com. Ants, termites, mice, moisture, you name it. All these things. are. Uh, you want that misting in the backyard? Whew. It's all good stuff, man. <laughs> Also, good stuff at Breeze Through. They got good stuff in the coffee machine. That's that's key right now. As you are running all over the place, you need some caffeine. They've got it. Breeze Through, along with the gas, of course. Snacks, hydration, beer. You're picking up something on your way to a party. Family gathering. You got to get some booze. They got it. Head out to Breeze Through all across the Triangle in North Carolina. 17 locations. I highly recommend the one in Cary. You're obsessed with that one. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk to Adam to see if we can actually do a, uh, a live. Do, we'll do we, we can do gas station beers while we're hanging out at that breeze through. That would actually be a lot of fun.
3: We're moving on.
0: It seems as though Florida State is not moving on from the college football playoff snub, and they're not moving on from obsessing over a way to get out of the ACC let's actually start with the college football playoff snub because that's the thing that's the most immediate and Mike Norvell head coach at uh, Florida State and this is from David Hale over at ESPN our friend David Hale quote the most challenging couple of weeks of coaching I've ever had that's the past two weeks for Florida State since the Seminoles were left out of the college football playoff despite their 13-0 record Norvell said he spoke to the team immediately after the committee's decision on December 3rd to move Florida State from number four to number five in the final rankings and followed that up with several text messages to players while he was on the road recruiting. He said many seminal players are still struggling with the reality that an undefeated season was not enough to sway the committee. And he had a quote, you know, you have to learn how to work through disappointment, hurt, frustration, anger, every bit of it. The question is. What the hell is that going to look like in the orange bowl for Florida state? Uh, I mean, they're playing a team in Georgia that I think their entire team has opted out of this game too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it, this, it's completely, I would actually protest if I were them. I like, wouldn't play. See, I, I can, I can, I can go about this too. Cause ways. a bunch of their player, a bunch of Florida state players, have already opted out like they're, they're pro prospects. So yeah. It, at some point we're going to have to have a we're going to have to have an honest conversation about the current state of the bowl games especially when we expand to 12 teams oh yeah cuz if you think it's <laughs> like this now yes. if you think there's a lack of motivation to play now just wait just wait for the teams that were on the back end of that 12 team playoff not making it and see what their motivation level is and i do think we're ultimately going to get opt outs even in playoff games for teams that, oh, hey, we're in, but nobody really thinks you have a chance. When that happens, people will absolutely lose their minds. I'm calling that right now. But if I'm Mike Norvell and with a team that I have, is you, it's twofold. You say, look, that team is just as unmotivated and quote-unquote hurt as you because they feel like they belong, just like we feel we belong. But they have one thing that we don't. a, a, a One in the loss column. We don't have one of those. And you go out there and you beat them, on SEC team, and then at 14-0, and 0, you, we, we're we going to celebrate. We're going to basically treat it like we won the national championship. Let's go old school, like we're the AP national champ or whatever it is. Have a parade. Invite members of that Central Florida team to celebrate with you. You know Dan Lebetard, the Miami guy that he is, who loves to stick it to the man, would absolutely embrace Florida State and hold a parade for them like he did for Central Florida. The Stugots is strong and all of that stuff. I don't know if that motivational tactic will work. I don't know if it matters, but I think th- that part right there, the matters part is the thing that once again, the powers that be in sports say one thing and then they give you another. Everything gets determined on the field. This and blah, blah, blah like all the, the meritocracy sports there, there's winners and there's losers. Well, all they did was win. Yeah. And you still found a way to make but them a loser. Let me ask you this in your head. Mhm. Is there a difference between North Carolina not making the NCAA tournament and saying, "Hey, I don't want to play in the NIT. This wasn't our goal this year." Yeah. Our rosters in flux. We 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 put an effort in to try to get into the real tournament to play for the championship. It didn't work out. We're not playing in the NIT. Is sure. there a difference between that and saying in Florida State saying, "Our goal no. was to make the championship, to play for the championship, and now we don't want to play." No, I don't see one. I don't see a difference either. Yeah. No, if they if they wanted to completely opt out of it to make a point, I would I would support that. I I would understand it. But I'm looking at it more from a. God, I, how, the Orange Bowl would be so mad. Oh, oh well, man. The ACC would be so mad. W- well, if I'm Florida State. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> the ACC would be mad. It, like when Carolina did it, like Jawan Howard strangely was mad. Like if if Florida State did that, which I absolutely think they should do, cool. I would go. Oh, we're thirteen and zero. We won all of the games that were scheduled that we were supposed to play. Yeah, we are. Like you said, we're the New York Times national champions. We'll make them the we're, OG national champs. We're the Billingsley computer champions. Whatever you are, we'll find it and say that you are. <laughs> Is there a custom patch you can put on that OG <laughs> yeah. hoodie that says you know OG national champs? So just twelve and, 0, 13, boom, and 0. 13 and zero, boom, boom. Send it to him. Send it to Norvell. You no, said, who was the who was the Drew Weatherford, was Drew the Weatherford yeah. He's on the board of trustees now, which we'll get to that in a second. So you you said the ACC would be mad and yeah, they would be furious. If I'm Florida State, I would go back to the ACC and said, "What did you do for us?" Yeah, this is your fault. This is honestly, this yeah. is your fault. Well, it's Georgia's fault, really. No, 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 no. No, no. It no. Is, because if Georgia AC- beats Alabama, then they're in. <laughs> I have been screaming this since December 3rd. That the ACC has a gigantic political oh. messaging problem, and there's yeah I can't a, argue with that. There's a commissioner in place that does not want to play the game. You want to talk about being pissed? The ace. If I'm Florida State and the ACC was mad at me for opting out, I would turn around and say, "You're mad about us. Why are you not mad at our television partner who had an entire schedule release for the SEC where we took strays all night? Think about that." You didn't watch this thing, but I saw clips and it was just like every so often they just find ways to stick it to the ACC. And I know where that comes from because I know the behind the scenes nature of the jealousy and dynamics and the political dynamics that take place at ESPN between the ACC, the network and the SEC. So that stuff comes from a higher spot to be like, stick it to them. Absolutely stick it to them because what are they going to do? They're not going to fight back. So yeah. if I'm the ACs, if I'm Florida State, I go, what are you guys doing? Because you he ain't helping us out. Now, the only thing I would say is if they were going to opt out, they should have done it already. Yeah. I, so that I, Louisville yeah. would have had the opportunity yeah. to play in the Orange Bowl where they would probably would have appreciated the chance to play in the Orange Bowl. But Although, gonna, what, do, what do I know anymore about who wants to play bowl games and who doesn't? I, I can't know. figure it out. Man. I just if if they're going to play, I hope they win. And then they go undefeated and they just start talking about how we're We're national champs. I would absolutely love that. I mean, it wouldn't stop the Florida state board of trustees from doing it. I mean, they're still talking about leaving the ACC. That's the other story that came out of Florida state because it is directly tied to what happened with being left out of the college football playoff. Andrea Adelson had a story on ESPN saying that FSU had renewed their in depth discussions about their long-term future in the ACC. A lot of it has to do with the snub. The situation is expected to come to a head in the near future and be formally discussed soon. Sources indicated to ESPN. While there have been renewed discussions, no board of trustees meeting has been called. To be clear, Florida State is not leaving the ACC in the near term, but is merely weighing its options. All right. A <laughs> couple things about this. They're not leaving anytime soon because it gets back to the television contract. And I did find it interesting in going back, listening to the Bubba Cunningham interview that we had yesterday. You had asked him about the additions of Cal Stanford and SMU and the reported nature of why they went and just got the remaining parts they cared about of the Pac-12. Because if teams leave, you need the filler to make sure your contract with ESPN still works. And I thought Bubba's answer was very, very telling. This was a move made in anticipation of a Florida state or Clemson or a Carolina leaving the league Mm -hmm. as someone who's involved in, in, you know, these conversations. You're in the room where it happens. Like, do you get the sense that that's eminent? That's
1: well, I think that what we've heard and what we've seen action on is you know, there, there's a financial gap between the television contracts, between the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC. So to, to try to close that gap, we've created this success initiative that allows some of the schools that are going to compete at the highest level, particularly in football, to help close the gap. So I think that was a step toward it, and I think that, that that's very helpful in that scenario. But I think all of us are a bit uneasy because none of us thought 12 months ago we wouldn't have a PAC-12. And so when you see that, then you're like, oh, my gosh, if it can you know, happen to them, it can happen to anybody. So I understand the, the concern about it, but you know I, I don't anticipate it. Um, and if you look back the last couple of years, all of those transitions have been um, tied to the expiration of their media rights. And so to me, those are, those are the tipping point dates that we need to keep in mind that that's when things would change. Probably not until those times.
0: So that was Bubba Cunningham on with us episode 116 of this podcast. You can catch the full interview on YouTube or just go back and listen to that podcast. A lot of good stuff. From Bubba Conahan, but that last part there, Joe, about the television contracts, he's absolutely right. Yeah, he's right. Oklahoma, Texas, when you think about it, their deal was their deal was coming up, and remember, they were going to leave early, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like, maybe not. I have that kind of money later out. USC, (laughs) UCLA, yeah, the Pac-12 deal was up, hence their move. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a while. Florida State's going to have to sit their ass down and wait a while. I I keep saying twenty thirty. At the earliest 2030 for Florida this State League. Gives you another five-year win. I mean, even five years is a, is a lot to swallow. It is. It is. And that's a lot of SMU winning the league. Right? <laughs> Could happen next year. Every
2: time we talk
0: about <laughs> college football, it's brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out uh, in downtown Raleigh in Chapel Hill. And in Greenville, I saw your Axios Q&A. Yeah. And they asked you about your favorite food spots. And you oh. did mention Wings Over. Of course. Just happens to be our three of our sponsors. I know. To be I was like, well. Favorite. Well, but you're not kidding. You're absolutely <laughs> you know not this. kidding. You know where I eat. Um, <laughs> no, Ryan. It's again, sometimes I think about, man, let's, let's talk about the parking. Let's talk about how easy it is to order. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the different flavors. The truth of the matter is I love chicken wings and the truth of the matter is they have the best wings like good meaty wings not like they're not burnt they're not burnt yeah you know they're not like flimsy nope. they're they are substantial they're thick boys yeah thick boys so head on over to wings over. I don't know what other requirement you would want and they got flavors the rest of it is just like a bonus right the, you're, you're talking about waffle fries and the tots <laughs> yeah no i'm saying like the parking the oh, the, sure, ease, sure, the sure. use sure. of the, the website which is so easy the different flavors mm-hmm. yeah the tots the the, the fries those They're are all, all good bonuses stuff. like but the truth of the matter is if you really like wings <laughs> head on over to Wings. this is this is the answer <laughs> and going beyond that you can go to butcher's market new location at lake boone shopping plaza in Raleigh uh, locations across the triangle location in Wilmington in as well and as we get closer to christmas new years hey look you look like i'm staying in for new years i'm not doing anything crazy you know what i might do weather permitting get some goodies from butcher's market grill out have stuff to snack on maybe stay up until midnight <laughs> maybe I really want to go do something at 7 o'clock. All right. I'll see, I'll see you there. Celebrate. want to go downtown? <laughs> the kids' New Year's at 7. We'll do the kids' New Year's at 7 <laughs> o'clock. Then. And then I'll go home and I'll grill out. Yeah, That's I'm the ready. Movie. Shady pines. I'm ready. <laughs> Big thanks to graffiti as well. You might have some time off. You're entertaining family from out of town. Really easy suggestion. Uh, they got games on TV, all the bowl games, and they got axe throwing. Good way to bond with axe throwing. Sounds silly, but axe throwing's a lot of fun, man. So go check that out. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Repotline is the AD at UNC Pembroke. His name is Dick Christie. He's got some ties to the Triangle. Spent some time at NC State. We can talk about those differences and, and what Pembroke is looking forward to the rest of the year, this year and next year. Dick, how are you?
2: Joe, Joe to see you guys again i appreciate the time so
0: let's we're, we're kind of in the midst of this conversation about the sports going through and there's some conversation as to when it'll actually happen we've been focused on what it means for pro sports we've had tom dundon owner of the carolina hurricanes on to talk about that i'm sure david tepper with the carolina panthers wants this the big schools can see some benefit from it but there were, there were changes in the law that helped benefit Smaller schools, so the the UNC system schools like your like yours. So what what do you stand to benefit from the wagering bill going through?
2: Yeah, I, well, I think you started at the right place, North Carolina wise. You know, we we didn't have a big choice if we were going to solidify the long term future for the Hurricanes and the Panthers. I mean, you just couldn't couldn't have a scenario where they had a better option elsewhere, um particularly with with what that means to the state. So so when you work backwards from there, uh, I was I was really uh, proud and and excited that our our legislature saw the need and and what was going on at the smaller UNC system schools and that the UNC Board of Governors you know went on this um, really a year and a half journey of looking at the economic impact of what UNC system schools mean to the state and how they aligned those those revenues. So similar to the lottery where student scholarships are benefited, they aligned it to the ten smallest athletic departments to to glean the uh, residual revenue from from sports betting. So uh to say that it's at the right time you know we we really are we're kind of at a precipice financially Uh, when you hit covid and so many kids changed the way they were taking their education and more kids moved into online programs you don't pay an athletic fee in the unc system if you're not an on-campus student so historically you know if you're that live on campus, live near campus, walk to class, go to the dining hall type kid, you're, you're the one that pays an athletic fee for obvious reasons. So as that business model has begun to change, it's really left a huge void in uh, in the smaller schools revenue stream. You know, when I was at State, we, we were really intentional about trying to keep that student fee down as far as possible because we had access to so many other revenues. I mean, our, our box office was making $20 million a year. Uh, that's a lot different when you get down to our level so uh the, the student fee you know nationally or the, student, the institution support is the lion's share of what makes the business model for a, a smaller athletic department so now that we can finally tap into another uh, revenue stream initially it's going to backfill what we've lost from COVID and what we've lost uh from students moving online but hopefully if the projections that they put out there are are close to accurate this is really gonna let us catch up on some services that we really kinda of put off uh, given the financial crisis. So really really thankful to the legislature and, and the Board of Governors.
0: And obviously at Pembroke, we're talking about different things than we would at the, the ACC level. So in what ways do some of these you know, funds kinda of help you guys?
2: Yeah, so the bill stops at everybody below FBS. Uh, so you've got uh, Central, a and uh, with football to division one level western with football at division one level then you got the three one triple a schools in greensboro wilmington um and asheville and then you have the four division twos be state elizabeth city winston and, and us so uh for those who are kind of that mid-major d1 level i don't know if you guys paid attention to the transformation committee from the ncaa this august but you know the changes that they just implemented for d1 uh mandatory mental health mandatory extra two years of insurance there's a lot of infrastructure there that for schools like that this money's gone already um you know for us it's kind of backfilling a deficit in revenues and then the goal is is trying to catch up on some of those student services standards of care operating budgets i mean you guys have seen what's happened in travel and inflation in the last couple of years and we've actually been going backwards in in operating budgets so we've got to try and catch that up and um, those will be the first priorities.
0: What kind of education um, programs do you need to put in place Dick for your athletes? They won't be able to bet on themselves, but I know we've seen some issues in, in Iowa and other schools where we've seen athletes get in trouble and maybe they don't know the rules. We've seen this actually at the NFL level, where maybe they don't know the rules. So I, I would imagine a big part of this and receiving this money from the state is having an, an education piece of it for you guys.
2: Yeah. So fortunately we've, we've got a great, Compliance officer, we've always had an education piece about how this needs to be completely off-limits for staff coaches and student athletes. That that part's not going to change. And I think most departments do have something in place, something that's pretty yeah. robust to make sure you're getting out in front of that at the beginning of the year. Because even if it's not going on officially in the state, you know, there's there have been line point spread lines on Division Two games for like ten years now.
0: So oh, I didn't yeah. know that actually.
2: Uh, depending <laughs> on how big. <laughs> now I wish you didn't know about it. No, I wish you didn't know.
1: <laughs> the light depending
2: bolt. on how big of a degenerate gambler you are. Depends on, uh, you know, whether or not you found those outlets. <laughs> Look, was, in,
0: the, in, the pandemic, in, the, in the pandemic, Joe found some things. He, he <laughs> what was it, Tippy Topa? Some tippy Topa, basketball? Nicaraguan basketball. Yeah, man, that's yeah. where we were at. That's how bad we were off, man.
2: So I, I was at a meeting in uh, Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago, and we actually got to meet with the NCAA enforcement staff, and they have a whole division on tampering. And it was fascinating hearing from them talk about uh the ip address tracking how they follow the digital funds so you know even if you're trying to bet through somebody else that they they can track it back and one of the big things they said was in the states where it was legalized they have a kind of an arm-in-arm partnership with the gaming commissions so in in many ways it's actually going to make it more available to regulate this and keep an eye on it because they will be able to work together it was it was fascinating listen to like the geo fencing and everything that goes in where you know, even if you're Venmo Venmoing somebody and trying to get a bet for, for somebody else to place for you, they're they're going to find it. Um, it's interesting.
0: Did you find that to be? Did you find that to be the most difficult part of this conversation with getting this legalizer being on board with it? The, the lack of education. You just illustrated how technology has allowed for that arm and arm partnership to cut down on uh, Dixie Classic point shaving scandal, which was evoked in the North Carolina General Assembly when people wanted this to go away. They didn't want to approve these measures. But it's like, y'all, it's different. Like That wouldn't have happened now with all the technology that's there. So what kind of battles did you have in terms of educating your own constituents when it came to this stuff? Uh,
2: The fact that we had something in place, we're gonna cover gambling every year, but in light of that conversation I got to have, I'm thinking about getting those folks on a Zoom with our student athletes, because some of that was really eye opening for me. And I think it just helps to, to drive home that this is this is not a good, not not a good idea for you to, to dabble in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've been fortunate we haven't had uh, issues down that road. And I think that now that it will actually be above board, you, re- you have a better chance to educate, and regulate, and make sure that it does not uh, work into the fray. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at like the Netflix documentary on the the Arizona State point shaving scandal, right? Like this has been going on a long time, and and most departments I think as a best practice are are hitting this early and often to make sure that people realize this is this is something that has to be completely off limits.
0: Speaking of tampering, um, we hear a lot about that at the college football level. We'll hear about that at the college basketball level. Coaches just kind of saying, you know, I got the transfer portal, I got guys who want my guys, and everything else. Um, but we don't think about we don't we don't think about the impact on you uh, We or the impact on, say, Central, NC Central. We've talked to Lavelle Moten about this, uh, how the transfer portal and the rules affect them. How has this affected UNC Pembroke with your athletics? Uh,
2: it's, again, an education piece with the student athletes. You know, if you looked at the data that came out last year of the whatever it was, 13,000, I think, 14,000 kids that went in the transfer portal. Only 40% of those kids ended up on scholarship somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So one of the big talking points that we had at our Welcome Back Student Athlete event is, you know, guys, we're going to do everything we can to provide you a great experience. But, you know, realize every every place has its warts, and you need to make sure that you understand what it means the second you enter that transfer portal. You know, you're no longer secured here. Um, to be fair to to the rest of your teammates, a coach has to then begin to recruit for that role if you're saying I no longer want to be a part of the team. Um, and we've been fortunate. We've, I don't think that we've had a disproportionate uh, issue of kids entering the transfer portal without that being a well, well thought through decision. Uh, we've recently kind of been the beneficiaries of the transfer portal because we did just have um, a transition in football and uh, the coach that we hired was an in-state coach. He was well thought of by his players. And because of the immediate eligibility, we probably had uh, you know, 20 kids from his previous roster who actually matriculated to UNCP to continue playing for him. So uh, the nice thing at the division two level is a big, big focus for us is the student experience. I, you know, to, to me, the relationship they've got with their coach is one of the most significant things that we can provide. So if we're providing a good experience and we're doing it in a positive way, uh, you know we, we hopefully can mitigate as much of the, the transfer portal issues as possible now nil adds a whole nother wrinkle to that mm-hmm. and you know that's going to be a continuing changing landscape but again it's trying to get in front of students and make sure they realize the grass isn't always greener and you know what what you're being told through back channels about what is waiting for you on the other side may not always be accurate so just protect yourself
0: as someone who runs a division two football program are you excited to see tyson bajant with the Bears have the success that he's having. Uh,
2: we've got a couple of kids that I think are gonna are gonna get some looks. We've got a young man who's who's with the Bengals right now on their practice squad, so uh, it's neat to see. You know, when those guys leave here and all of a sudden they got on a, a Packers helmet or something and, and they're they're in in camps in the summer. A lot of people don't necessarily necessarily think of that from from our level, but uh, there's there's some really good football. I had the good fortune of serving on the uh, selection committee a couple of years ago for D two football, and you know when you get when you get to those final eight teams, I mean they do not look a lot different physically than what you're gonna see at at western carolina or or different f c s programs um there are some dudes on those teams so it it was a lot of fun to be a part of that and i think you'll i think you'll see you know kids at that level can get a pretty good tape together for for scouts to see
0: you enjoying uh it, it, I'm sure there's a hustle involved there, dick at the division two level this is not uh as Jim Bayheim was yeah, trying to like a
2: really. personal hustle or something. I'm like, no, I don't know. There's no side sides. No 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 no, 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 no,
0: no. Like no, a hustle, no. like a Pete Rose hustle. Like, uh, um, uh, you know, you, you have to work some corners. You got to have some Carolina hurricanes grit to make that thing work mm-hmm. at the D2 level. Not saying you were spoiled at NC state. Cause obviously you you had to make some things work there's, there, there there's as well. There's levels to this, there's but it, levels it to is this. a challenge, man. I'm, I'm sure it's been, uh, it's been, I'm sure it's been rewarding for you running, running, running the department.
2: It's been eleven years it's crazy I was at state for thirteen um you know I mean I didn't come here with a with a plan to leave but it's it's still just amazing how quickly uh, it's gone by but the neat thing here is everything that we do it's got an impact on students right I was getting to the point at NC state on on the marketing and the, and the sales side that so much of the focus was on the fan experience and you know the new fan engagement softwares and your, your Midnight Madness event, trying to get featured on ESPN. I mean, you did so much that you were getting more and more removed from really the reasons that that you got in the business in the first place. So uh, I was a D2 student athlete. You know, this being a system school, I had a lot of a UNC system experience. So it just ended up being a great fit for me so you've got the same hustle that you have at nc state it's just you're touching more things right like we we have to be a jack of all trades and we have staff that are coming in with less experience and they're getting to touch things more more directly and and get a first opportunity at at administration so you know our our team's young but they're super creative and it's it's a lot a lot of fun to work with with that kind of energy keeps you young gray hairs don't Prove it, but uh, keeps keep keep you a little bit younger.
0: Dick Christie, AD, UNC Pembroke. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the insight. And uh, hopefully, hopefully more of that money will start coming in uh, for, for everybody, thanks to sports wagering. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot,
2: guys.
0: Man, I, I keep hearing a theme on today's show, Joe. We need the gambling to happen now. Yeah. We need it now. Uh, Yeah. Think of the children. (laughs) Think of the economy. Think Think of Joe's bank account. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Think of something besides yourself. Speaking of which. Think of UNC Pembroke Athletics. Exactly. (laughs) That's the important part. Let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Check out Anthony Oakwood Pizza Box. uh, And you can order online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. It is a Wednesday. They are open Wednesday through Sunday. So go check them out. In lieu of a traditional Hey Joe I want to give a special shout out to everybody in my mentions, both on Twitter, both on threads, YouTube comments about how I was right. I'm not going to tell you what I was right about, but those who know, know. Because yesterday, somebody gave an interview and pretty much just laid <laughs> it all out. Oh, boy. Exactly as I said he was going to do it. And I well, want to I want to acknowledge the people who are like, man. Obvious, you had that 100% right okay. from the jump. I just think it's interesting. I'm just going to lift. I'm gonna leave this one thing, because I'm not going to name him. I'm not going <laughs> to explain it. Not if I'm not, I don't no. say his name, it's... because you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So the point <laughs> is, those who know, know. But I want to just say this. I find it amusing that when I want to go back and tell you how I was right about something, well, I can't have that. You bring it up all the time. Just no, move on already. No, well, this is not you... me. No no, 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 no! You know are it. confused, sir. I'm just saying you are confused. When when we get a message from a someone who participates in our program and says, "Jillio, shut up already about being right," <laughs> then I will shut up already about being right, and it causes our star rating to go down. That there is the key difference, well, sir. Here's what I need to do. Um, also, also like congratulations. You're right about Aaron Rodgers being a fraud. And anyway, it's going to wrap it up for today's show. We will see you live from Raleigh Times. Thursday, 2 o'clock. We've got an OG mixtape holiday edition. Yeah, we got tumblers. You can do it in person. Mm -hmm. We can do this in person. We're going to be giving out the StreamYard code. You can pop on, too. But stick around on on Thursday, 2 o'clock. We have prizes for the OG mixtape. We'll see you then.